What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Hot summer days bring out that carefree fun, just like a caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino. It's icy smooth with layers of caramel and whipped cream, all with a crunchy caramel sugar topping. Your happy is here at Starbucks. Order ahead on the app. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, DeAndre Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality, and own the fact that I am an infinite, energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom, and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic Records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and an amazing week as you guys tune into this new episode. I am so excited to be back here chatting with you guys for another solo episode. I feel like it's been a minute since I've sat down and recorded a solo episode simply because this month we've been doing a bunch of different, what were they called? Guest interview episodes, collaboration episodes. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We've had a couple different people on the podcast this month talking all about abundance, all about money, getting your coin, getting your bag. Why did I say it like that? Getting your bag, your bag. And it has been such a good month. Um, I'm so, so, so excited for this episode, you guys. If you're like late to the party, you're joining the party now, you're like confused as to what I'm talking about, the entire month of September, I dedicated all the episodes to abundance, right? With exception of the monthly magic episode, which of course, if you listen to the monthly magic episode, which talked about the energies and what we can expect for the month of September, a lot of the cards were speaking to abundance, speaking to leaning into our creativity, speaking to just calling in funds, prosperity, things that we have been working towards in our lives for the past couple months. So this month, I wanted to dedicate the episodes to abundance specifically, right? And I wanted to dedicate the episodes to making money. And so each episode this month, we either had myself doing a solo episode talking about things like debt, talking about things like how to manifest your way out of debt, um, or we had different guests on the podcast, such as Jenna Black, such as Sarah Lewis, who were talking about creating abundance and not just your life but your business as well for those of you guys who listen and tune in that are either entrepreneurs or you have a side hustle 
hustle or listen you just know about them several streams of income baby because you feel me if you try to be a millionaire you know they be saying that millionaires have at least like seven streams of income so listen all right you got a couple different side bags you getting into side bags can we call them coin purses you know what I'm talking about? Like if you got your bag and then you got a couple coin purses on the side, you feel me? So that has been the month of September. And so for the last episode, I figured I would get on here and I would talk about key mindset shifts that you guys need to make in order to attract abundance. Because oftentimes you'll hear people talking about, and I have said this myself too, right? That money is simply energy. And what we mean that by this is this is not to, you know, like have it be sounding all like up in the air and have it be sounding crazy and just sort of like a roll your eyes type of statement but it means that money is simply just the tool right it's just the conduit for the energy exchange the energetic exchange right so right now we use paper we use paper and we use these little metal coin things to signify money to signify the actual physical proof of the exchange so you buy something at a store you give them you know cash or maybe like hello we're in an electronic world and you use your card and it just transfers the funds that way but it basically means that you're getting this piece of clothing this item of clothing in exchange for whatever right the the money that is going into the bank account of the corporation but at the end of the day money is just that tool it's just the the proof of the energetic exchange you're exchanging something of yours something that you value for something that the company values that you also value right so you're just kind of like trading places like giving them money in order to get the thing and that's what I mean by money is energy because even if we use something like pebbles if we use something like diamonds if we use something like some some leaves like it would all mean the same thing it's just an energetic exchange so oftentimes as we talk about money being energy we need to then look at our mindset and the way that we're viewing the money that's flowing in and out of our lives in order to figure out where we can plug those money holes the the places that money is just kind of flowing out without us wanting it to flow out of those places And we also can use our mindset in order to figure out how we can attract more abundance, more money into our lives and more opportunities for money, right? Because it doesn't always come in in the form of checks in the mail or um, finding money on the ground. Those are awesome ways for it to come. And I literally just got a check in the mail out there for like $3. And I was like, yay, I was celebrating the check. It was so random. Did not expect it at all. And you guys, like, it's moments like that that need to be celebrated. Like, yes, it's $3, but hello, baby, that's a copy of Dunkin' right there. Like, I'm going to go cash that little check, and I'm going to get me an iced coffee, two caramel, two mocha, and almond milk. And or, or the oat milk that they have right now. Have you guys tried the oat milk? It is actually pretty good. I will say, I will, I will, will, will say that if you guys like Oatly, I, uh, okay, I'm not a huge fan of the Oatly regular. I'm a, I'm a fan of the Oatly, like the low fat Oatly because the Oatly regular is a little too creamy for me, okay? The the low fat one has just enough creaminess for me because I'm so used to almond milk and like, as you guys know, almond milk is like a little bit more watery, but I kind of like that only because I've gotten used to it. I think this is like a taste thing. So the Dunkin' Oat Milk reminds Reminds me of the Oatly low fat where it's like creamy, but not too over the top. But like I said, I will say that I prefer the coconut milk at Starbucks. So just in case anyone was, you know, out there wondering about milk preferences for coffee. Hello, we love a good oat milk, but we also love a good coconut milk. But hello, almond milk is definitely, definitely my top right now, I would say. Although I still get regular cow's milk ice cream, which don't come for me. I know, I know. But there's something about the Turkey Hill chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream that just, uh, it does things for me, I'm telling you. Anyway, so back to what we're talking about when it comes to money and abundance and attracting abundance. So 
I'd love to go ahead and dive in to the mindset shift that you guys need to make in order to attract more abundance into your life. But before I do, I really quickly just want to make an announcement or is this even an announcement? If you guys follow me on Instagram, you'll already have seen this at this point, but we hit over 40,000 downloads on the podcast and I'm so excited. I feel like it was just yesterday I was celebrating the 25,000 download mark. And I think, you know, it's like any goal as you, as you hit the goal or as you get the thing, it's like you celebrate it. And I'm always so quick to want to run to the next goal or want to be like okay like what's the next thing what's the next thing what's the next thing i'm such an achiever i'm literally an enneagram three if you guys have never done the enneagram test it's kind of a it's like a personality test similar to myers-briggs the one that's like intj and enfj and all those things but it just does numbers instead of letters for your personality i highly recommend taking this test and you know seeing what number you get and seeing if it resonates with you but i'm an enneagram three which is the achiever so this is the person that's like always setting goals always sort of you know moving the goalpost and looking for that next thing and I get this sort of high feeling from achieving goals but it lasts it's like you know it's a quick high where it's like okay that was great like what's the next goal what's the next thing I can do and I've been really trying to push myself to be mindful of when this happens and to really stop and celebrate those wins right it can be a really small win it can be a really big win of course you're able to dictate what you perceive as small and big in your life and in your the moments that you're celebrating but when I first started the podcast I tell you guys this all the time but when I first started I remember you know the first couple months like I would get like 30 downloads in a month and that was really me replaying the podcast on my phone, on my mom's phone. I would like send it to my best friend. I'd be like, hey, like go and listen to this while at work. And she would listen on um, Google Play and then she listened on her phone. And it was just like the downloads were so small, but I'm so happy I kept going. And I did have moments where I wavered and I didn't want to keep going where I was just like, oh my God, like, is this even a thing? And you know, with something like this, you really have to, it's like how people on YouTube always say, don't start a YouTube for the money. They're right. Because at the end of the day, if you start something going into it for like thoughts of money or thoughts of like your if your intentions are only on something like money, if you have no passion, no drive, pardon my French, but no fucks for the actual thing, it'll get to the point where if you are met with any sort of struggle, any sort of hardship, any sort of challenge, you are going to be so likely to stop doing the thing because it's going to be like, okay, I'm in this for the money, but I'm struggling. Like, oh, all right, I'm going to just move on to the next thing. You know what I mean? And I think that it's it's like that unless you really love the thing and unless you love the thing, you're not going to really go through the challenges with enough confidence, I guess, or just kind of like, it'll be harder to go through the challenges basically. And I will also say that, you know, despite these numbers, like in, in the podcast world, these aren't like crazy numbers or anything like that so I don't get paid for the podcast and this is something that I truly continue to do because I just love it so much like I love to talk it's very cathartic for me the same way that you know you can journal the same way that people write the same way that someone will write poetry or write songs or write books I come on here and talk and I come on here and share and that is such a cathartic experience for me and I find that those of you guys who listen and tune in you find your own cathartic experiences as well through listening to these episodes so I'm so grateful for that so happy that you're here so happy that you're listening I've been a little bit hard on myself I will say you guys with uh the podcast because again going back to the Enneagram 3 thing I think the more that the podcast grows and the more that I continue to take it even more seriously and commit every single day like every day that I show up here 
every day that I share something on Instagram, every day that I am thinking about this, thinking about new ideas, thinking about how I can make this better, thinking about my content for 2021. Can you guys believe I'm planning content for 2021 already? That is insane to me. But every single time I do that, I feel this need to to show up better, to one up myself, to bring an even better experience to you guys. And I have been really busy lately because as you guys know, I freelance as like my, that's my main source of income. And so freelancing with like a bunch of different clients, it's like trying to juggle that with trying to juggle this, with trying to juggle life, with trying to juggle um, my candles on Etsy and all these other things. Sometimes it's like, and you have a bunch of things up in the air, you can feel one thing start to slip and it's like, oh, wait, wait, let me let me juggle that. And it's like the other thing slips and you're like, oh, wait, wait. And it can feel a little overwhelming. And I went through, that's why I took the break. That was part of the reason I took the break. It was just a lot happening that was overwhelming. But I will say, I will say that just that moment of mindfulness to realize like I am actually doing pretty good. And even though I have moments where I'm like, oh my God, like I wish this episode would have been better. I don't know if you guys heard, I think I might've prefaced some of the guest episodes this month with, when I do guest episodes, I do them over Zoom. And so the guests show up and they were in like a video conference room and we record from there. And I don't know if it's because everybody named mama on Zoom these days because like, you know, hello COVID and hello like online school and online work and all the things. I think that might be the reason. But like lately, my Zoom conference calls have been a little bit less sh- or a little bit more shaky. So instead of like, you know, the audio being very, very smooth, it's sort of been like here and there really weird. Like just I don't know what the sound is. I guess you would call it like electronic disrupt i just made that up that sound real that's not like a real thing though but it just sounds weird in some of the audio sometimes and it's like that's not something i can control so when i do it an episode with a guest and i listen back and i'm hearing these little things in the audio that's like oh my god like i can't fix this and i don't want someone to think this is like a low quality and like it's bad because like i really like i cannot control this like i'll beat myself about beat myself up about those things And again, I'll have to take moments and just be like, no, like I really can't control it. The information in the episode is good. And if someone really is listening for the information and listening for the golden nuggets, the gems that are being dropped in the episode, they will receive them. That's what they're here to receive. And not to say that quality, you know, like dropping in quality is great. But at the same time, it's not like I'm continuously or consistently low in quality, right? It's just certain situations that I can't control, like the Zoom situation and things like that. But uh, this is such a tangent, such a ramble, you guys. But hello, I have missed this. I hope you guys have missed this. Ah! I'm literally sitting here in the most coziest outfit. It's like these cozy pants and I am just sitting here on the bed and never record on the bed except for that one episode where I recorded on the bed. I told you guys I was recording on the bed and I was like, "Ooh, this feels cozy. It's that type of situation right now. And I don't know. I'm just so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be chatting with you guys. And yeah, this is just such a tangent of an intro, but just wanted to express my gratitude and I'm excited because I have such fun things planned for October episodes. Of course, the next episode that you guys listen to after this one will be the monthly magic for October. Get ready for that. I haven't recorded it yet or I haven't done the card to it yet, but I am feeling such a, like what's the, what's the, the phrase? Like the turning of the tides is what I've literally been getting that phrase in my head. And I have a friend who I kept telling her like the tides are turning for you. Like the tides are turning. And I feel like, collectively that's 
this is that's what I'm getting. Like the tides are turning for a lot of people. So if you have been going through like what feels like test after test after test, what feels like struggle after struggle, what feels like you're trying, but you're met with these blocks, you're met with like just running into these walls. It really feels like October is when we're going to start to see that light again. Like the tides are starting to turn. And I'm so excited to pull the cards, to do the energetic report, to do the reading for October, because I think that the cards I pull are going to amplify that message. First of all, confirm and then amplify that message uh, as well. So super excited for that. Stay tuned, you guys. And there's also another little something fun planned for October. I won't say what it is yet, but it is coming in October. So get excited for that. So let's go ahead and dive into these mindset shifts because hello, 15 minute intro. Totally. It's ugh. Is it is it even in my uh oh my god what am, what am I trying to say right now is it even a manifest daily episode if we don't have a long ass intro it really isn't but you know mm. all right so the first mindset shift that you need to make to attract abundance this is one that I always say now because this is one that I had to work on myself <laughs> um is to start looking at your bills as exchanges this is a huge one I think. I mentioned this earlier, right, where we're talking about money being the conduit. We're talking about how this is all just an energy exchange. Whenever you purchase something, you buy something, you you give your money to a person, an organization or whatever, and you receive something, it is an exchange. So when you receive a bill, when you pay your bills, see those bills as exchanges, right? So often we're very quick to label our bills as negative things in our lives or we're, we're we're quick to label our bills as like inconveniences. Like, oh my God, my, my phone bill is due. Like, oh my God, my car bill is due. Like, oh God, I can't believe like this bill is this much or whatever is this much, right? When you start to shift your perspective on bills and you start to say like, you when you pay your rent, for example, just being like, wow, like I get to live in this place because I'm paying this much. Or you, you start to see the benefit of the fact that you're paying rent, like, wow, I get to pay rent so I can get to stay in this amazing place. Or like when I pay my car bill, it's like, I always am like, I used to hate paying the car bill, but now it's like, I'm exchanging X amount of money to be able to drive this amazing car that I love, that I scripted out and got exactly what I wanted. Um, it's like when you pay your phone bill, just be grateful because you're like, wow, I get to pay this in exchange to be able to connect with my friends and family across the world, to be able to connect with amazing other people on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on wherever, right? Start to see this, these bills as exchanges instead of seeing them as inconveniences, instead of seeing them as annoying things, right? You start to see the blessings. And again, I think this is sort of like where we get into the whole positive thought and the power of the thought here, because at the end of the day, the bills are exchanges. Like you are creating an energetic exchange by paying your bills. And it's not about trying to pretend that you're not paying bills. Like you're absolutely acknowledging that you're paying a bill, but it's more so shifting your perspective on what a bill means. It's similar to when I was talking about budgeting in my last episode, my last solo episode, where I was saying like, before I used to have such a negative association of the word budget. It used to be like, I hear budget and I'm thinking restriction. I'm thinking like suffocation. I'm thinking like, that's no fun. But when I really started to look at how I could use a budget in order to create more abundance in my life so I could experience more of the things that I wanted, my perception 
of the word budget started to change. I started to have a powerful and positive association with the word budget. It's the same thing when you think about bills. It's like we think about bills and we're thinking like, oh my God, adulting, like, oh my God, bills. Like, it's like you just have this sort of view on bills, especially if you grew up in a home where you were constantly hearing your parents talk about bills in a negative way or caregivers talk about bills in a negative way. But it's like, okay, can we, can we look at it in the other way though? Can we look at it as again, that exchange, like paying your bills gives you the privilege of having X, Y, and Z in your life, whatever bill you're paying, right? So that would be the first mindset shift. I would say that you guys want to make to attract more abundance into your life. So the second thing is kind of, uh, kind of associated with this, and it would be that unexpected expenses. When you receive an unexpected expense that you're able to pay for, be blessed, be grateful, be happy, be excited that you're able to afford to pay for this thing. It's not that we are dismissing the fact that an unexpected expense has happened. I'll give you guys a really good example. I think I probably gave a similar example when I was doing my budgeting episode. But the other day, my mom had sent me some mail because um, some mail still comes to the house for me. And I had this bill that came in the mail and it was for a procedure that I had done at the start of the year. I had... Um, I'll give you guys a little tea. It's not even really tea, but I had a biopsy done because I had an, uh, an abnormal pap smear. And so I had a biopsy done so that they could essentially make sure it wasn't cervical cancer. And when I had that done, I had insurance at the time. I thought everything was taken care of, paid like my copay, did all that stuff. And then thought that was all set, right? Apparently not. I get this bill in the mail. I go ahead and my mom had sent me the bill. I opened the bill. It's like a $500 medical bill. And at the time, of course, my first initial reaction was irritation because I'm like, okay, well, I thought, first of all, this happened in January. So it's like, why am I now getting this bill for this? And then it's sort of like this irritation of like, oh my God, like a random $500 bill in the mail. Like no one wants that, right? No one wants to, to get that in the mail. Seriously, no one. And it doesn't matter how much money you have. You, you don't want that in the mail. So that was my initial reaction. But then I, again, allowed myself to sit with it. And I was like, you know what? Like, it's irritating. It's annoying, right? Not, not trying to sugarcoat that, not trying to bypass my irritation, not trying to eliminate my irritation, sitting with my irritation, but also acknowledging, but you know what? I'm blessed enough right now that I can pay this bill, take care of this, and I'll be okay. So when you receive an unexpected expense, it's about, okay, yeah, you might be irritated. Yeah, you might be annoyed. Yeah, you might feel whatever. But it's like, are you able to either pull the money out of savings? Or is there someone who can help you with this? Is there some way that you can cover this? And acknowledging the privilege, the, the amazing blessings that you have in your life to be able to take care of that. Even if that means, because at the time I was like, you know what, I'll probably just put this on a payment plan, right? Even if that means that it means going on a payment plan. If you're able to put put a bill on a payment plan and you're able to do that and you're able to pay it off in a certain amount of time, that's a blessing as well. Right. And so I, I did that, but then I ended up actually, um, realizing that there was a discrepancy with something that I think the, the hospital might've made a mistake. And I called them up and I kind of explained what I thought happened, which was related to like my insurance and stuff like that, that I had at the time. And right now I'm not confirming, but I mean, I guess I could speak into the universe. Right. But 
I'm pretty sure the hospital made a mistake and I actually don't owe that money, that the insurance actually still has to pay that. After sitting with that, after acknowledging that, yes, this is, you know, an unexpected bill that I don't want, but also being grateful and accepting and realizing, like, I can take care of this. This is not going to to really shake my world up that much. This is just going to be more so an annoying and inconvenient thing for me. There's so much power in acknowledging your privilege, acknowledging your blessing and being grateful for when something comes up in your life that you're able to handle, especially when it's related to money. I would say that would be my second mindset shift. Again, like I said, this is not about bypassing your irritation. This is not about pretending you're not you know, upset about it. This is not what that's about. This is about, yeah, being like, this is, this is really truly like annoying and a whole thing right now. But being like, can I take care of this? Can I get help with this? Can I put this on a payment plan? And if you can, being like, I'm actually really grateful that I can do that because not everyone can do that, right? Not everyone can get that bill in the mail and, and have that reaction to it. So acknowledging that blessing, whatever that looks like for you, whatever those situations present themselves. Third mindset shift that we need to make in order to attract more abundance in our life is to stop calling ourselves broke. Y'all have probably heard this one. I'ma just listen. I don't even think I gotta say much about this one because it's really, really, it's really simple. It's, you know, if we're gonna acknowledge the power of our thought, if we're gonna acknowledge the power of our words, if we're gonna acknowledge that we are co-creators of our reality based on how we perceive things, based on how we react to things, based on how we think about things, based on how we speak about things, why would we ever then go and affirm, go and speak into the world that we are broke? Why would we ever, ever, ever do that, right? And again, I literally keep prefacing this because I, I'd like to really acknowledge that I am not a fan of spiritual bypassing. I'm not here to tell someone to think away their problems and pretend that, you know, the house around them isn't burning down, right? But it's not about sitting here and affirming that you're broke. If you're in a situation where money is tight, if you're in a situation where you're you're not able to do X, Y, and Z because you are short on money, sitting there and being like, I'm broke and, and saying that over and over and over again, all you're doing is like, okay, for example, like let's go back to the house burning, right? All you're doing at that point is sitting in the fire and being like, yeah, my house is burning down. Get you some water. Go look for some water. Go call someone. Go do something. Don't sit in the house and say that the house is burning. Because what are you going to do then? Burn down with the house and then be like, well, my house is burning. Like, you know what I mean? So that's the same thing with affirming or saying that you're broke. It's about, okay, like, yeah, that might be, like, you might be short on money. That might be your reality right now, but that doesn't have to stay your reality. How can you start to figure out what you can do, what action steps you can take in order to take yourself from that situation to out of that situation? I remember I've told you guys this, this story multiple different times when I was like, literally, y'all, I was struggling. I was struggling. After I got fired from that first full-time job, they hadn't yet found another job. I was like, in this really weird place, if we're being completely honest, I was denied from unemployment because I had been fired. So the, if you ever wanted to know, like, couldn't, you can't get that if you're fired because the company was real quick to be like, nah, baby, she can't get that. She, she was fired. Like, I was struggling. 
And it, I had a moment, I really did have a moment where I was pitying myself, where I was the person like, I'm so broke, where I was the person sitting in the burning house and, and watching the house burn down around me and trying to feel this pity for myself because I was so upset about my situation. But then I was like, you know what? Nah, <laughs> nah. And I literally tried everything. I remember I did the dog walking thing. I did dog sitting. Your girl was out here. I did this, like, I signed up for this, like, one random online job thing that turned out to be a scam. Oh, my God. I ended up, like, losing some money. Not, I, like, money that I gave them to do a job. Like, I didn't pay them anything. But um, it was, like, the shipping things. So I lost money, like, buying, like, tape and stuff and boxes to ship stuff. It was a mess, girl. But listen, the, the whole moral of that story is at some point I got tired of sitting down in the burning house and being like the house is burning down around me. I was like, OK, baby, I'm going to go get some water because it's hot <laughs> and I'm really not trying to die in this house right now. It's hot. OK, so it's literally about not sitting there and focusing in, affirming in on the negative thing that you're trying to change. It's like, OK, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What can you do? What? What is in your control? Because not everything, I get that. Not everything is within your control. I'm not sitting here being like, well, start a business. It's like, okay, but you might not have money. You might not have the time. You might not have the resources to start that business right away. But can you try to find something? Can you, like, whatever that looks like, you can you sell something? Because I was selling stuff too, girl. I was on eBay. I was selling old shoes. I was selling old clothes. Like, I did what I had to do. I did what I had to do, and then I was rewarded for it when I got to a certain point where I was able to not have to do those things anymore because I got to, within a couple months, I got to a point where I was making more at a new job that was more flexible, that was more comfortable, that was not toxic. And I was able to be like, that was a hard season. That was a hard period in my life. But I didn't sit there and take it. I was like, nah, we, we not, we're not doing that. We're not here for that. We are not open, available. We're not, we're not doing it. Next mindset shift. This, oh my God, this is such a good one. Don't view money as evil because money is just a tool. Y'all hear me? Did y'all, like, hello, hello, checking in. <laughs> Don't view money as evil because it's just a tool. I think this is something that, again, some of you might have grown up hearing this from your caregiver, from people close to you, maybe even from the media, that money is evil. Rich people are evil. People with money do bad things. That is just a belief that if you continue to reaffirm it, let's, like I, I'm pretty sure I've said this before, I, I think in a, in a money episode that I did way, way back, like last year. If you believe that money is evil and you believe that you are a good person, why would you ever subconsciously believe that you should have more money if in your head, money is bad like you're not going to put those two together you feel me so what it is about like what it like this shift basically is about understanding that money is not the evil thing money is neutral money's out here like listen i'm just a piece of paper y'all is the one giving me value like literally we take these pieces of paper we stamp some things on it we make it smell weird and we say oh my god this is worth like a hundred dollars quote unquote like what is a dollar baby i don't know we made that up 
Okay. So if you're sitting here and telling me that this little piece of paper with this weird smell and this green look on it or like red or purple, wherever you are in the world right now, if that piece of paper is evil, like what? Like, you know, it's just, it's weird. It like, doesn't make sense. Money cannot be evil. A piece of paper cannot hold an evil vibe to it. It's that there's people out here who got money who do bad things. That's what it is. And it's not every rich person because guess what? You don't know every single rich person in the world. You don't. What the media does is they take the few bad apples from that fall from the tree that are out here doing crazy things that are out here, you know, just conspiring and just doing all these things and they blow it up and they make it seem like, okay, you know, this one person who's really bad, who has all this money. Yeah. Like, and then, so you start to think like every rich person must be bad. Every rich person must be, must be. And, and here's another thing I don't like that people do. they be like talking about how people spend their money because, um, it's like, okay, if you see someone who's really rich and they buy a $50,000 necklace, girl, what is that to you? Like, why are you mad about it? Why are you pressed? We have to stop being pressed about people buying $50,000 necklaces. If they have the money, yeah, they're going to do that. It's like, if you think about it, it's kind of like how as your money increases, the the experiences that you can create for yourself, the things that you can buy, like that pool widens. Right. So now maybe a $50,000 necklace to you based on how much money you make and have is equivalent to someone like someone, um, a regular person, quote unquote, regular person buying a $500 necklace. That's really, really nice that they really, really love. That's like solid gold that they're going to cherish. Right. So it's about perspective. So don't be pressed about someone buying a $50,000 necklace because really it's not up to you what they do with their money. And that's it's also not up to you to judge and say that's stupid. They should be doing X, Y and Z with their money, because how do you know they're not donating? How do you know they're not giving to friends and family that are in need? Like you don't know their bank account. I'm I don't know why I'm getting so passionate about that. But that's another thing I hear people saying where it really stems from this place of it really stems from this place of judgment, right? And if you're judging how someone who has a lot of money is choosing to spend their money, you're also in a way pushing away money. You're pushing it away. You're saying you're judging, you're judging the literal act of having a lot of money, right? So in the same way that you don't want to start creating this belief in your head that everyone who has money is evil, you also don't want to start judging the rich people. Like I, it, it's not up to you to, to like try to dictate how people spend their money. Cause baby, listen, they know their accounts and if they're overspending or doing something crazy, they'll, they'll figure that out in due time. Trust me. It's not up to you. It's not up to you. Another mindset shift. I have four more. You guys, I have so many good ones here for you guys. I think I like had a brainstorm moment one day and wrote all these down but another mindset shift is to stop bonding with people over money problems. So this is something that we do because it's kind of like that quote, that famous quote, misery loves company. And that's such a quote that I think makes some people uncomfortable because it's kind of, it's so true. It's like, you know, when you're sad, like you're not trying to see a bunch of happy people. You're like really not, at least I'm not. When I'm sad, I'm really trying to wallow. I'm trying to sit with it. Like, I'm really not trying to see you be like laugh right now. Cause when you laugh, I'm gonna be like, oh my gosh, you laughing. I'm rolling my eyes because I'm sad. Let's be honest, y'all. Let's, let's be honest with ourselves, right? Same thing with kind of money. When we're in a bad place with money or a place that we perceive as bad, sometimes it feels comforting, comfortable to bond with other people over that. 
it makes us feel less alone. It makes us feel like we're not going through the struggle by ourselves. If we know X, Y, and Z person who's also struggling with money, who's also struggling to pay their bills, who's also struggling, struggling to bring in income. But what this does is this reinforces our reality. Now we have, instead of just you sitting here affirming all these things about your reality, Oh, sorry, guys, had a burp. Um, but instead of you just sitting here reinforcing these things about your reality, now you're sitting here with another person reinforcing these things. And you're all sort of bonding over it. And that can be really detrimental because that becomes a thing that you guys always talk about. That becomes a thing that you guys, again, bond over, that you form some sort of relationship over with each other. And I feel like that is really, really dangerous because that can allow you to just, again just sit with it to to mull over it and not by yourself but with another person it's like a social thing now so really avoid situations where you are bonding with someone over their money problems if you are in if you guys have a friend or you have a partner that loves to talk about money problems setting boundaries with that person to be like hey okay like i know you're going through a really tough time but like just find a way to set a boundary with them about talking about money problems or another thing that you can do that, you know, maybe seems a little bit less harsh is like if they're really struggling with something, start to give tips, start to, you know, they might be like, this is unsolicited advice, but be like, listen, if you're telling me all these problems, you're basically asking me for advice at this point. So start to give tips or start to give them suggestions or be like, okay, like maybe you should apply to this thing or this thing or this thing. Because at this point, it's like if you're just listening to it and you're taking it, you're not setting boundaries, you're engaging in this, you're perpetuating the conversation, you're just as much a key player in that bonding, in that perpetuation of like talking about money problems as this person, right? So that would be my, my like, what what is it, number six? Number, I think number five or six. Yeah, I think that was number five. So that'd be my fifth tip on mindset shifts that you need to make to attract abundance. I keep having to scroll up to the title. I'm like, what? what's the title of this episode again? <laughs> but okay, so the next tip I would say for you guys is to give freely, spend freely, but consciously know that you have enough. So this one, this one obviously goes back to what I talked about in my last episode or my last solo episode rather with the conscious budgeting. Because when I talk about spending freely and giving freely, I mean obviously within the confines of your budget, right? So this doesn't mean you get paid an X amount of money, you just go out and spend all of it because you're like, I'm going to put it all back in the universe and it's going to come back to me tenfold. That is not what I mean. I mean, being smart about your money, being responsible about your money, but not hoarding your money, not holding on to it with this tight, tight, tight grip. Because when you do that, you actually create a money block. You create this sensation that you're not going to ever call in more. You create this reality where you're so afraid of letting go of your money that you subconsciously hold yourself back from seeing opportunities where you could attract more money. So when you have that extra whatever amount of money, that extra 20 50 hundred dollars and you really want to go to sephora go to sephora or you have that extra five bucks and you really want to get a coffee this morning get that coffee if you want to go out to dinner this week and you have a little extra and go out to dinner treat yourself it's been a long week okay it really has been a long week allow yourself to spend to give 
I love um, th- I love tipping at restaurants, right? This is something that I-, I hope all of you guys tip at restaurants if you can, right? At least something, you know, I'm, I'm one of those 20% minimum person, but that's just me. But I love to tip because I know that it's not just about me. It's about putting my money out there, knowing that, okay, maybe, you know, giving this tip, like maybe there's someone on the other side who is wanting to start a business or who's wanting to do something, go on a vacation, do something, and they're trying to save up you know a certain amount with their tips and that tip that I give is the little extra bit that they need for their savings a little extra bit that they need for the specific resource right so allow yourself to give to spend to enjoy your money freely knowing that money is going to flow back into your life do not hoard your money out of fear that's the worst thing you can do yes save yes be responsible yes create a budget but don't hoard out of fear okay and my last tip My last, last, last money tip is to believe that you can make as much as you want. It is available to you. I actually recently made an Instagram post where I was talking about how I don't like that mainstream spirituality has created this sort of belief, this sort of idea that, you know, you think something, you want it, you positive thought your life away about it, you journal, you script, you visualize, and then you have it, right? I am such a person of action. I'm a person that I love to blend the thinking, the visualizing, the scripting, the tarot cards, the energetics with the action, with the what's my plan? What's my goal? What am I about to do? Let's go get this bag. We ain't waiting for this bag to come to us. You feel me? When I say believe that you can make as much as you want, I also believe that, yes, we have to be realistic, right? There's a there's a realistic approach about it, right? So for example, there it's it's actually like if you were to say next year I want to make a million dollars, it is possible. Anything is possible. There are infinite possibilities, and that is one of them that you become a millionaire next year. But realistically, if you're just out here chilling, if you ain't really doing much, if you're not really, if you haven't set up a specific you know, action plan for your goal. And all of a sudden it's next year, October, 2021. Do you really expect that you'll be a millionaire if you haven't done anything, if you haven't made any moves to get you to that place? So when I say believe that you can make as much as you want, I mean that. I mean to believe that anything is possible because anything is possible. But also, like I said, on the other side, on the logical side, on the action side, know what you are doing to put into these into these um, dreams that you have. Know what you're doing to achieve your goals. Know what your action plan is. Know what you're doing every single day, every single month, every single year to get to the the six-month plan, to get to the two-year plan, to get to the five-year plan. Know that it's okay to pivot. Know that it's okay to change. Know that there are random opportunities that you cannot predict that are they're going to come up. They're going to come up and you're going to have the choice whether or not to take them or not. Know that those random opportunities are things that you cannot yet see. And know that those random opportunities are things that have the power to quantum leap, to take you from a place where you are to a place that seems like it would take you five years to get there simply because they are just 
exceptional, unbelievable opportunities. So when I talk about money and when I talk about making money, I want you guys to both dream big and dream realistically. And I know it seems, you know, very hard to do that, but we live in a dualistic world. You can do both at the same time, I promise you. What I mean by that is to dream big by not allowing yourself to settle for what you think you can do, but also make an action plan and know that you're putting in the work for exactly what you want to achieve. Yes, you'll be that millionaire, but maybe it won't be next year. Maybe it'll take you 10 years, but that's okay because 10 years, listen, you're going to still be a millionaire, right? Know that you're working towards your goal. Always like kind of hold that belief for yourself. Always hold that confidence for yourself and always take action because action creates confidence. The more that you're taking action, the more that you're actually going after things, the more that you're being proactive, the more that you are really in there doing the work, y'all, doing not only the spiritual work, but the actual work of whatever it takes to achieve your goal, the more that you're going to feel less like less of an imposter, the more that you're going to go after your goals with a different type of energy, because now you're about to be like, oh, baby, I got this. I've been working. I deserve this. You're going to recognize and realize your worth in having every single thing that you want. Like I said in the Instagram post I mentioned, some of us are dealt shitty hands. Some of us are dealt more shitty hands than other people. Sometimes we grow up with parents who don't show us or help us, you know, be instilled with that confidence or show us what to do or show us how to make money or show us how to save. Sometimes it's that we are dealt with hands that honestly, we don't, we don't feel like we have enough. And it's harder for us to go after the things that we want because we, are, we don't have as much resources as the other person. Everyone has their own shit to deal with. I completely get that. It's about recognizing where you were dealt the shitty hands, but also recognizing where you have privilege. It's about recognizing where you can do the hard work in order to get to where you want to get to. It's about realizing where you might have to work harder than some other people. It's about realizing where you may have to adjust your expectations or you might have to adjust your timeline or you might have to really honestly sit there and evaluate, is this something that you want or is it something that you think you should want based on where you came from, what you know, what you were taught. It's about all those different things. But when it comes to money, y'all just know money is out here. Y'all see these amounts that people like Jeff Bezos is making like, all that money, baby, it's, it's just out here. It's ready for the taking, okay? It's literally ready for the taking. They're out here printing money and just, listen, listen, we can have this money. We can get to this bag. I promise you. I promise you can get to this bag. So I hope you guys have really, really enjoyed the episodes for the month of September. Like I said, where we're talking all about money. We're talking about all about how you can get to that bag. It's that coin purse, baby. Get to them seven different coin purses in that nice big bag. And honestly, I have loved these episodes. I think they are amazing. I can already see myself listening back to these a little bit later in the year. One last tip I'm going to give to you guys. I think I've said this before. This is kind of not even related to money, but I don't know. I'm feeling called to share with you guys. Start setting monthly goals to yourself. I do this. This is a practice I actually started this year. Every single month, I set about four to five goals for myself. And they're everything from health goals, uh, wellness goals, spirituality goals, book goals, money goals, things like that. Just just goals that I have. And every single month, I set these goals. And at the end of them, I set them on either the first day or the second day of the month. 
And at the end of the month, I always go back to that list and I evaluate. I look at my goals and I say, what happened here? Did I do this thing? Why didn't I? And it's also a mix of goals and manifestations because some things aren't just within my control. Some things are things that really will, you know, require divine guidance, divine intervention, as well as my own action and my own action plan. But I set these goals and I allow myself to go back and evaluate at the end of the, each month and I allow myself to craft new goals. Maybe it's a, the same goal from the last month just changed a little bit because I didn't meet the goal from the last month and I evaluated why I didn't meet that goal. But some of you guys need to start setting goals and it's not too late. Don't wait till 2021 to be like resolution time. Like no baby, start it right now. Start it right now. What's your goal for the month of October? You don't have to do like me and do four goals. You could do one goal. You can do two goals. You can do three. I don't suggest you do 20 goals <laughs> because it, you're going to like be spinning your wheels trying to focus on all of those different things. Four is already kind of a lot. But like I said, I do one for kind of the different facets of my life. And that's why there are so many. But start setting goals. Start committing to yourself. Start start allowing the change to come through, to flow. So I don't know who needed that. I don't know who needs to be go set some goals but baby grab that notes app grab that pen and paper whatever works for you and set you some goals for the month of October thank you guys again for tuning into this episode I totally and completely appreciate you being here I'm very very excited for the next month for the next episodes that we have coming up for the month of October I can't believe it's already October that is insane to me but you know that's a whole thing but thank you again for being here. I will chat with you guys in the very next episode. And if you haven't left me a review or come follow me on Instagram or, you ha or if you haven't followed me on Instagram yet, come follow me on Instagram. Leave a review down below if you're on Apple iTunes. And I will chat with y'all in the very, very next episode. Bye, my loves. Okay, so I know today's episode was juicy. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave a review on iTunes, subscribe to the show, or share Manifest Daily with a friend or on social media. If you do share on social media, don't forget to tag me at the Manifest Daily. And if you want even more of the Manifest Daily spiritual and wellness tea, head over to www.themanifestdaily.com. It's also linked in the show notes where you can learn all about our new membership, take a free tour, or enroll in an annual or month-to-month -month subscription today. Thank you again for being here. I appreciate you and I will chat with you guys in the very next episode. Bye. Únese al equipo de BD en Columbus, Nebraska. Estamos contratando para múltiples posiciones con elegibilidad de bonos de inicio de trabajo. Nuestro plan de beneficios integral comienza para todos sus empleados en su primer día, incluyendo los planes de seguro de bajo o ningún costo para algunas posiciones, las oportunidades de crecimiento de la carrera y más. BD está hecho para lo que viene en la salud y su carrera. Solicite hoy en jobs.bd.com. jobs.bd.com. What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a 
taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's, let's hang out in Bali.